Perhaps I was talking when I should have been listening. No matter what happens, you've got to hang on. Johnny, relax. Now you give him everything he wants, you understand? Now let's see what happens when we mix these two elements together. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you are now listening to the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome back to another podcast episode. This is season four, episode two, and we're going to be talking about efficiently managing your day-to-day. And this is for work, this is for school, this is for anything that you want to do to effectively manage your time. This is going to be based off a book I read, Manage Your Day-to-Day, which is Building Your Routine and Finding Focus and Sharpening Your Creative Mind by Jocelyn K. Glean. And this was honestly an amazing book. It's about... 240 pages long. I went through it and highlighted and did a bunch of different things. And I want to talk about some of the things that I thought were very interesting. And a lot of these are going to be scientifically proven for your mind and just understanding how to have an effective day and realizing and just giving you guys the knowledge to use and realize how your brain works in a day to day. So to start off, everyone's too busy to doing stuff to take a pause and just make some changes that will affect how they do this stuff, which is effectively managing your time. The biggest problem with any routine is that you do it without even realizing it. Bad habits creep in and escape your mind and you completely feel like you're being productive and Maybe you're not being as productive as possible, which I think is a big thing that's going to help is feedback from other people and asking them what they might see. And that's going to be a huge help. Always feedback is going to be amazing in helping your overall growth and personal growth. If you're not careful, that area will fill up too much with emails. So before I dive into that part with the emails, that's kind of based off work. I think it's very important to first and foremost know that in the morning, your mind is the most productive because it's turning on gears. It's ready to grind. So the book talks about setting the morning and afternoon beginning hours. So like maybe to one morning to one is going to be your most effective time. And that's scientifically proven. And he This author went through 20 people that are super efficient with their time and got all this stuff and then talked to scientists, neuroscientists as well to prove the productivity of the mind and just stapling it down to get that productivity under your belt. And it's very important to start off with creative things or hard things in the beginning because that's when your brain is really moving and really working and saving the stuff that can be known as reactive, which is answering emails, you know, doing the simple stuff later, easy classes. If you're in college doing those later and doing the harder classes first. So like calculus, if you have calculus doing it first, if whatever your major is, the hardest classes you should always get done first and then save the easier classes for later. I've always done that personally because I want to get the hardest stuff out of the way. So I have easier stuff and something that I've noticed within just reading so many books is, you know, people tell you this and then people tell you the opposite. And then it goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. But anytime scientifically proven is brought up, I take that into huge 
contributor uh, into my thinking and my productivity and what I'm taking in with this knowledge because there's some knowledge that will tell you one thing and then again tell you the opposite as another but when something's scientifically proven it doesn't really go against that and I think it's very important to notice that the brain is going to be most efficient in the morning and doing the harder things later so creativity work first reactive work second reactive being you know the emails like I talked about so the building blocks of a great daily routine is start with rhythm of energy levels so create a specific time during the day that you turn your phone off put it on airplane mode whatever it is and put it to the side and I have something that's helped me with productivity it's called a productivity clock I'll keep that in the description for you guys to check out it's a clock that you turn and it has like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes in an hour. And I can set my time to 30 minutes and I'm going to work perfectly fine within this 30 minutes and not have my phone on, not have any distractions. A big thing to ruin productivity is the distractions. So like getting on your phone and then we all have done it. TikTok, Instagram, social media, just in general, we get on it for a reason. Maybe it's to make a post. Maybe it's to look at something specifically, uh, whatever it is. And then you end up getting to this loophole and stuck in for an hour, two, three hours, or maybe even more. And it ruins the day of your productivity. And very important thing is keeping a to-do list because you want to and you want to keep the most important things first and the later things last so if you don't get to the later things it's not necessarily important to get to so like say you have a project that's due next week and then you have some assignments due at the end of Friday you're going to start working on that project even though it's a little bit later it's going to involve some creativity and it's going to be a decent amount of work so getting that harder stuff out of the way first and then working on the easier stuff because see I've always been told like do the easier stuff there was a book I read it was like get the easier stuff out of the way so it's less things on your head and then work on the harder stuff but it actually turns out that your creativity is most efficient in the morning and your brain is working efficiently in the morning so in the morning is the most important time to do the very important stuff and the hard and creativity grit type of stuff that you want to get done so you need to capture a commitment and with creating a routine you need to realize that this needs to be done so for an example I wake up every morning and I meditate I journal five things I'm grateful for and three goals I have for the day and that's something that I've been doing every single day no matter what I get up meditate and then write five things down and whatever that's my morning routine and then I go to the gym with my roommate and we work out and I have that routine down and it's about frequency frequency is talked about a lot in this book and it's just doing it over and over and over until it becomes a habit and it's a healthy habit that you want to have we in something that the book also mentions about frequency is we tend to overestimate what we can do in the short period and underestimate what we can do in the long period so provide provided that we work slowly and consistently that is into mind so frequency is going to make things starting easier it's going to also keep ideas fresh it's going to keep pressure off you it's going to spark creativity it's going to nurture frequency which is very important just having that frequency and just doing it over and over it's going to foster productivity and is going to be a realistic approach that you want to have so through this book I could go on talking about a bunch of different things but the most important thing is writing down a routine and staying 
to it pretty much. I talked to this with uh, Jordan Tarver uh, a couple podcasts ago on season three, I believe it was episode 16. We talked about productivity a little bit and what he does and stuff like that. So I, there's a bunch of podcasts that I've talked about productivity, but I think this book talks about more of the science aspect and getting the actual statistics right, especially the biggest takeaway being that your mind is working in the morning super efficiently and you want to keep that and just keeping all distractions away from you as far as possible and I want you guys to realize also it's scientifically proven that your brain peaks at 90 minutes so if you're focusing on something doing homework for 90 minutes then you take a 10 minute break you set a timer the bad thing about going on social media is that you'll end in a loophole but you want to set a timer maybe you have the discipline to know when that 10 minutes is up and then you get off of it but in another thing the book also talks about is switch tasking. So there's pe- what people call multitasking, which I believe is truly a myth. I've read multiple books on it and it's scientifically proven. There's some things that your brain can put on autopilot. For example, m- when I'm cleaning, I'm able to put my mind on autopilot. It's just I'm wiping down something. It doesn't really take much thinking to do. And I've done it every single weekend and I listen to an audible book or a scribed book. I don't use audible. And I listen to the book and I try to really listen in while cleaning. I'm able to do that, but sometimes I'm going to miss some parts in the book. I realize that, but uh, at the same token, it's being more efficient and productivity with being more productive with my time that I understand. And I think that switch tasking is truly what is people think is multitasking. Multitasking being you can do multiple tasks at a certain time. It's just not true. There's an example in another podcast I had with productivity was writing down, there's an activity in the book, which was like being most efficient as possible. It was writing down letters A, B, C, D, E, F, G, like doing the whole alphabet. But the first time you do it is A, and then you write a number under it, one, B, two, C, three, and you do that. So you write a letter, then you write a number, write a letter, then you write a number, and you do that. And that's switch tasking, or what people call multitasking. But then you write a b c d you write the whole alphabet and then you write all the numbers below it you're going to see a substantial time difference in those two activities you're going to be more efficient when you focus on one task it's very important some people might say you know hunter there might be a couple times that my brain is able to multitask i can walk and talk yes but can you read and talk no you can't do that and people there's a science study with people getting talked to while reading a book and uh, trying to multitask versus someone just focusing and reading a book. The person that wasn't focusing as hard on reading the book and doing something else was 25% slower and ultimately spent more time. So although you feel efficient with multitasking, it's not efficient, I promise you. And science proves that it's been a huge myth that uh, I think really needs to be talked about because not a lot of people talk about that in the fact of switch tasking. There's another guy I had on my podcast, Kadeem. I love him to death. He is a, definitely a role model and uh, a good friend of mine that we talk about this stuff, and he's read many books, and we both agree that switch tasking is terrible. I mean, people truly believe multitasking gets them further. And I remember working this summer and being like, there's some things that I realized I couldn't multitask and I, it was switch tasking. and I was being less efficient. And I noticed when I focused on one thing and then went to another that I was able to focus more. And sometimes in a job or at school, you have to kind of multitask. So, um, I know like at work, I was working on something and then I'd get calls and I'd have to answer the calls. 
So it was switch tasking, but it's dealing with it in the best way. We had an hour before we started work, before our phone started ringing. So I took that and I tried to get as much done in the morning as possible to be as productive, knowing that my mind works best in the morning. So the key takeaways from uh, the first big part of the book is going to be great work before anything else. Jumpstart your creativity, feel the frequency, pulse and pause, get lonely, don't wait for moods. Those were the key takeaways from that beginning of the book. And um, I think it's very important to setting a time that in the morning or in the afternoon that you have a, a block hour where you put, turn your phone off, you put it away, and you work as hard as possible. But remembering that an hour and a half is the most someone can focus, and then you start beget, beget, becoming less productive overall. So you want to work an hour and a half and then take a 15 minute break, come back, your mind is refreshed, it's reduced, and then you can give it another go. But having that discipline and getting that static out of your life, which is that distractions, is going to be crucial to having managing an effective day. And another key takeaway, I don't want to take too much time in this podcast episode, is um, another key takeaway in a big part of the book was defend your creativity time, which I was just talking about, and being disciplined with that creativity time, knowing that every day you have to do this, um, have creativity time and take that block away. Focus when you are fresh. So just be focused on one thing. Don't multitask. Kill the background noise. So that involves, I listen to meditation music. I do a bunch of different things to keep my mind fresh and off a bunch of other stuff that I might hear noises, whatever it may be, especially in the library. Make process uh, progress visible. So having those goals, like I said, in the morning, I write down five things I'm grateful for and three thing, three goals I want to accomplish for the day. And that shows me progress that is visible because I'm like, I accomplish these things. I feel amazing. And again, making that list. So I have three things that are important that I really want to get done. And then I have an entire little journal that um, I use and it's a blank paper. And I write down the most important thing in the day to the least most important day. So I can, whatever I don't get finished, I can move to the next day and work on. Another thing is give your brain a break. That is very important. Like I said, that hour and a half is your peak time that one is able to focus and also tap into your transitional moments. So take a break from checking your smartphone during transitional moments and open yourself to opportunities. So uh, even like just waiting at a coffee shop, that was a good example of the book. It was talking about how people just look at their smartphones. When you can spark a conversation, it can change your life. So just getting out of your comfort zone and just talking to people is huge. And um, you can connect to other people. So not even effectively managing your day, but just, you know, opening your eyes and realizing and getting off social media because I know I'm on it and I know a bunch of people are fed into it and it's a crazy addiction. So according to productivity, uh, thought leaders to master your email you need to do most if not all of the following so this deals more with work but I also have emails from school and everything like that so uh, this was what it said about emails because emails turns out to be one of the most product less productive thing because although you are communicating which is very important and I know that 
it doesn't take a whole lot of brain cells to focus on emailing and communicating to someone. So you want to save that towards the end of the day. And you're always in the morning, you're like, oh, I got to do this. I got to get all these emails out of the way. But the book talks about that's your creativity time in the morning. And you need to spend working harder on some things that um, are going to be harder to work on later instead of just working on them now when your brain is functioning perfectly and efficient and it's trying to be focused. So you want to label your emails for fast retrieval, uh, set up rules so that your email can sort itself, achieve all emails so that you can focus on the important ones and uh, have a clear inbox. I know sometimes you got to keep some that are important, whether it be a receipt or something, but you want to try to keep that email clear and color code your email for visible cues to prioritize them. Use reminder tools so it's important so the important email chains resurface into your email and there's a bunch of other things and I'm not going to get super into a bunch of emails because I'm sure my audience doesn't use email a whole lot uh, since uh, majority are in college but um, it's very important I think this book is amazing and uh, I definitely am going to keep the book in the description and also my timing tool in the description as well for you guys to go check out and possibly get yourselves because this book is amazing and I'm not going to get into everything today for this book. So you got to know your complex goals and your long-term goals and connecting the dots and looking towards your future is going to be super important and to make sure you're maintaining that steady goal or maintaining that path that you want to go down and having a vision is going to be very important to guiding your life and also just managing your day-to-day. It's like I'm one step closer to getting this job. I'm one step closer to graduating college. I'm one step closer to finishing this school. I'm one step closer to finishing this project, whatever it may be. And another thing that's important in the book is let things go. Not everything's going to be perfect. I'm a perfectionist myself, and that's something that I'm working on. Uh, It's just not everything's going to be perfect, and it's something you have to realize is no one's perfect. you got to let some things go, and don't let it bog you down too much. Don't let it drown you and you feel in sorrows because you did something wrong. Everyone fails. Get up and keep on going. Get up and keep on going. So use social media mindfully is another thing that the book talked about is just logging on with intention and then signing off when you aren't using it effectively and just becoming aware like think about is is it necessary to share this will it add value to my life or other people can I share this experience later so I can focus on living it now am I looking for validation is there something I could do to validate myself Am I avoiding something I need to do instead of addressing why I don't want to do it? There's many questions that you can ask yourself. Purpose, self-esteem, and meaningful connections are super important on social media, but you want to realize when you need to take a break from social media. I think it's, the book talks a lot about it, which I think is amazing. Um, One of the, he had a bunch of questions that he asked some of the most productive people, and uh, someone said that your, your soul needs to reset And she said that it's an amazing, great metaphor that she loves. There's something about weekly practice of getting different modes of experiencing of the world back to what's really important. So like family, spending time with family, taking a block off family. And that's something I've been working towards because I'm so busy all the time. Friends, family, especially entrepreneurship, uh, my entrepreneurship major turning up. I'm trying to focus as much as possible on school. But at the same token, I need to take a break. And I realize that. And 
your soul needs to be reset, I think is very important, especially with managing your effective day. Because if you're stressed all the time, you're not going to be working efficiently. You're going to be worried constantly. And your soul just needs to reset. You need to be off your phone. There, This person that he was asking questions was, sorry, she was saying that um, just resetting their mind and they'll go a full day without technology and just spend time with family. And I think that's amazing day. She said that on Friday nights, we usually turn off our TV screens and just be together in each other's presence and like literally not using any electricity and like we'll light candles, phones go off, TVs off and computers go off and they just spend effective time together, not effective, just good time together. And, and the key takeaways from this is keep the long view in view. So that tunnel vision and realizing what you want to go after being conscious about your bandwidth. So that's practicing letting go of some emails or social media conversations, there will always be an opportunity that is more realistic to take on like in person, like drop, turning your phone off and when you're getting coffee and just talking to someone, sparking a conversation. You, you never know who might change your life or become your new best friend or friend or whatever it may be. You need to check yourself or you'll wreck yourself. And that's just just distinguishing between compulsive and conscious behaviors are you acting out of boredom or blindly a habit that you can't serve as a higher goal? And it makes no sense. So you just need to check yourself every now and then. Also hit the reset button, which we talked about a little bit, just turning things off and just resetting. And I think meditation is going to be a big help with that as well. I, the book doesn't talk about, actually, it talks a little bit about yoga and meditation. There's a scientific study that people that spend most people spend their lives working in front of a computer, which causes stress and different behavioral symptoms like breathing hard and doing yoga and meditation is actually a big cure for that. And some of these actually end up causing diseases like the stressfulness of looking at a computer and just doing a job in meditation. I can't tell you how much it helps. You have to meditate. I'll also put a meditation map down below in a YouTube video for that because I know you guys are definitely going to want to do that and it's not hippie or anything. You just got to try it and give it multiple attempts. I also have a podcast on meditation as well. You should most definitely check out if you haven't already. Don't hold on to your breath. Be conscious about your body. Breathing deeply and regularly can decrease your stress levels and help you make better decisions. And it's funny, I just made a post on my uh, Instagram, Relentless, underscore, uh, Relentless College underscore Entrepreneur on uh, Instagram, like I said, and it was about just taking a deep breath and and just letting go. Letting go of some stuff that doesn't matter. You tried your best. And that's basically the book. So I'm going to summarize now what we basically talked about. Develop a daily routine that matches your body's rhythm as well as working frequently is key to an effective work routine and just realizing that. Practice focusing your attention regularly and ignoring negative distractions. So that's the phone, social media, all that stuff. And for maximum efficiency, stick to one task at a time. Again, like we said with the switch tasking, don't want to be switch tasking. Focusing on one thing and more time, it's proven to be more efficient. Be aware of how and why you're using technology in social media. Technology is supposed to assist you. Don't let it control your life. And creativity blocks happen to everyone, but there's a way out. And that is just being focused, being efficient with your time, and 
not stressing too much and letting your subconscious mind think at the end of the day. And I talked about this with Kadeem and unlocking your subconscious power before you go to bed, just thinking about something and maybe in a dream or your brain thinking at night, it'll come up with something in the morning. Another thing is relaxation and a new hobby can boost creativity. And that's super important. By paying attention to our natural rhythms, we can maximize our energy on our priorities and rest, exercise, and do other hobbies when it's time to go with that rhythm. Sometimes despite what we feel like doing, we just need to focus to complete certain tasks that we don't feel like doing in the first place. I liked this. I know it was a little bit longer, but this book was amazing and I wanted to talk about as much as I could with it. So Again, I'm going to leave links in my description with all that stuff. So check those out because I definitely recommend working on being more efficient and productive with your time. With that being said, cue the outro. This has been the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Catch you guys next time.